You know, I feel like if you have a if you have a, a debilitating fear of ingesting pig intestines, um, ingesting pig intestines is not the way to go about conquering that fear. In a world where laughter was king, on the edge of space. Ludicrous speed! Go! You get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the universe! That's, a, that's crazy logic. If I had a fear of being buried alive, I wouldn't say, hey guys, can you do me a favor and bury me alive? Yeah. That way I can conquer my fear of being buried alive. I was just going to say, if I had a fear... Of getting a blowjob from like you know Rebecca Ferguson, uh, you know don't bother coming and getting me a blowjob because yeah. I will still be afraid of you. Terrified. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just I mean just <laughs> freezing in terror. Yeah. No, but really that Night is dumb. Swings. It's like yes. if, if I have a fear of being shot, you know you shooting yeah. me, it's not going to make me any no. less afraid. Because no, I'm going to be like, oh god damn it, that that hurt. I'm still afraid of being shot, and now I'm also afraid that you're going to shoot me again. So now I have two, two fears. My fears are validated. That hurt like hell. Yep. Should be afraid of being shot. <laughs> and I and it's confirmed. It's terrifying. Can confirm. It sucks to be shot. Yep. And you do not. You never want to be no. shot again. Please don't shoot me. Adam, we watched the thing. We did watch a thing. We watched a movie uh, this week. A film. We watched a film. We 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 got we got together and watched a film. We uh, went to the cinema. Yeah, and I don't know what it is about scary movies, but we seemed to get together on those scary movies. We saw Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. And I thought, well, let's do a, a little review. You know, let's, let's 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 talk about it. Let's do that. Provide our thoughts and feelings and spoilers, of course. Uh, if you haven't seen Doctor Sleep, uh, don't don't listen to this. Don't watch it. Or do and do. then fact check us. <laughs> yeah, watch us first and then go Make see the sure movie. We're like, not making ah. up things about the movie. You know what? The podcast about the movie was a lot better than the movie. Yeah, who's paying attention? Nobody. <laughs> Ernest was in it. I apparently. Oh my goodness! Back from the grave, they it was a zombified Jim Ernest Varney. P. Warren. <laughs> You know, you just can't get enough. I mean, of them. they did it for for Jason. Why not? I I see no problem with it. If Jason Voorhees can come back and be a zombified uh, character, they put uh, what's his face, Grand Moff Tarkin, in uh, Rogue One. In Rogue One, they sure as hell did. Why not get Jim Varney back? That's worth thirty million dollars, right exactly. there. Exactly. Doctor Sleep, starring Ewan McGregor and uh, some other people, and some other people <laughs> who look like the cast from the original movie, The Shining. Yes. Uh, if you didn't know, Doctor Sleep is the sequel to The Shining. Uh, the book I think came out, it wasn't that long ago. It was like 2015, 2016. It's relatively. That's a long recent. time after the, the first book. That's a, it's a really long time. Uh, Stephen King, who's, you know, all the rage again. Uh, you know, he people was, love him. You couldn't stop the Stephen King in the seventies and eighties had a little wee in the nineties and two thousands. And then suddenly he's just back. All he's this, back. It's like the fourth Stephen King adaptation we've had this year alone. He's like that Marshall Mathers fella. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Stephen King. I'm not going to sing the Stephen's rest of that song. Stephen's back. <laughs> uh, hide your kids. <laughs> yes. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. Stephen King's back. That's right. <laughs> I love that YouTube video. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> um, no, but so Dr. Sleep starring Ewan McGregor, who plays the uh, 
uh, character Danny. Danny Torrance from, uh, you know, he's all grown up. The adult version. Uh, and <clears throat> and I, I never got around to reading the book, unfortunately. Now I need to read it because I have, I just want to know where where does the book go that the movie uh, didn't have the balls to go? Because the, the movie thing has takes balls. place in Pasadena. That's just, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's yeah. all in Pasadena. Uh, yeah, and it's, you know, uh, co-starring. Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. And Paulie Shore. Yes. He was the main bad. It was really it was really was nice to see him that. back. I was happy to see him working again. <laughs> they got Sean Austin in there. It was just oh like a it it's really like was just sort of like Man Man. Mm-hmm. That's what I was not, hoping for. It's like, of course oh not. No, uh, Rebecca Ferguson and I you may know her best from uh, a couple of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, you know, she's been in some other things as well, but that's what I know her from. Yeah. Uh, very talented, very beautiful. Uh, and she, she really, for me, um, proved that, you know, she is more than a pretty face. Like she, she's an actor that, you know, I think is going to be around for a long, long time. She is also an avid hat wearer. She is. She <laughs> she's wears definitely a hat. An avid. She, she, uh, she likes to wear, what kind of hat would you call that? Um, I'm not, I'm not it's, it's like a, it's like half of a, of a top hat. It is. It's kind of like a, like a very small, very short stove top Hat. Stuffing hat. Yeah. If whatever. you uh, <laughs> stovetop stuffing, it's what's for dinner. Oh man, she's the main bad guy. She plays Rose the Hat. Uh, and uh, there's there's a new Shiner. Well, let me let me just pull up. I I don't I don't want to like just talk through the whole movie. I, I kind of just want to go over some 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 bullet points. Some high points. You. Yeah. So the movie was directed by Mike Flanagan, whom uh, directed Oculus. Yes. Which I enjoyed. thought that was pretty good. Uh, he directed Hush, which I've heard is pretty good, but yeah, I haven't I've not seen it yet. yet. And, but, ooh, he directed Gerald's Game. <laughs> and there's actually quite a few actors that there showed were. up in Gerald's Game. In that the makes 80s. a lot more sense now. Cause it, was like, it really these, does, yeah. These Bruce Greenwood and Lurch. And yeah, and Henry Thomas. <laughs> so... You know, if you, you know, I know you listened. If you, you people out there who listened or watched us recently, we did a, you know, 10 horrifyingly disappointing horror movies. Uh, Gerald's Game popped up on White Machetes. Yes. And uh, because it sucks. I don't care what anybody says. It's trash. (laughs) So I I was a little bit, you know, when Dr. Sleep, the the initial trailers didn't really give you a whole lot of information. Um, And I'm like, well, who's directing this thing? Oh, God, the guy who did. Gerald's, Gerald's game. game, but I was I was hopeful because I liked Oculus. Oculus, Oculus was, was good. It was good. So, um, how do you think he did? I think it, when you're when you're when you're making a sequel to The Shining and The Shining directed by St- uh, Stanley, Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, that's um, if you're gonna play the comparison game. I mean, Stanley Kubrick; those are pretty big shoes to fill. Um, that's a pretty, that's a yeah. pretty hard act to follow. Um, He's legendarily so, one of the best directors ever. But that being said, you know, for the film that we saw, I think he did a, uh, I, I don't know the source material. I didn't know the source material. Right. I didn't hear, read the book, The Shining, before I I haven't heard it. anybody complaining <clears throat> about it though, you know, for, around social media. For what I saw, I was like, that was a pretty solid, solid flick. So I, I got to give him props to... You know, handling a sequel, handling a, a, a body of work that already exists in the zeitgeist. I think he did a pretty good job. I agree. Um, I, I felt like he, 
did a little bit of growing. Yeah. Uh, I saw something in this movie that I don't really think I've seen in any of his other movies. Uh, because Oculus was good, but it was pretty standard. I mean, it had a it had a yeah. pretty <clears throat> neat idea, and uh, I don't want to say it was samey as other horror movies, but it, you know, it kind of played it, up on some of the tropes. It didn't it didn't stray from the pack far enough to be unique in in enough ways to be meaningful. And I think Hush is just like another one of those like someone's in the house type movies. Someone's in the house. I'm not uh, Hush, you know, like that. So like I have strangers. Yeah, which, which you loved. <laughs> um, so I thought that he had his, this movie had a kind of a David Finch quality to it. It did. It did. It was lit really, um, like the daylight scenes were, you know, bright and fine and not too scary. But at night, like the, there was a real eeriness to the way the it was beautiful. I love the movie. It looks, <clears throat> it's a really good looking movie. Yeah. And uh, I I really enjoyed. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, what did you think about some of the dynamics of the like between some of the characters? I I because th- I thought there were two really interesting, three actually really interesting dynamics. I thought the dynamic between you and McGregor and uh, what's his name Curtis uh, Cliff Curtis Cliff Curtis who yeah. played uh, Billy yeah whom S- he, sponsor he, yeah he's just, he befriends Billy. Uh, you know, he, he, he kind of is just like this drunk, non-functioning drunk for the first, he, you know, he's, he's like beating the shit out of some dude in a bar and like waking up with a woman who like barfed in the bed with him. Not living his best life. No, not not at all. Not not something to be proud of. Nah. Uh, But I, I really, really enjoyed the chemistry between the two of them. And he always plays a really, he's always kind of a. I don't want to say always because he's played a villain, but I feel like a real warmth with him. Cliff Curtis play he's he's a good um supporting straight arrow kind of guy. And that's exactly what his character was. Yeah. He was support. He plays for, that well. Yeah. So they, I, I really enjoyed the dynamic between the two of them. You felt like they were really friends. I know. It translated. You, yeah. you really bought that. The um there there's a part in the movie where um he goes up to Billy in the middle of the night and he's like, I need you to just, you know, like you, 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 th- you think I'm a good guy, right? <laughs> it's totally crazy. Like we're just, friends, we're, right? We're pals, right? We just met a you few weeks. You know me. We were just for the last nine months, we've been like thick and thick as thieves. Well, I'm, I'm going to need you to drive to, uh, this place. Uh, it's an abandoned, like chemical, I don't know what like warehouse in Iowa, in Iowa, <laughs> there on the East coast. So yeah, I was like, I don't know exactly where they were located. <laughs> I don't recall, but I think it's far away from yeah, Iowa. It, it definitely said like, was it, it was either, um, well, no, there was, there was a, there was a New York scene, I think early. No, there was a Florida. Yeah. But anyways, it was, it was definitely like upper Northeast, like yeah. coastalish type town. They didn't quite go for the main, like Stephen King right. likes to, but right. he likes to he stay on the, the dairy. He likes anything. to stay in the new England kind of. But what I was going to say is he, he just like wakes, you know, this guy up. He's like, Hey, you want to go like dig up a potentially kid, a dead kid, uh, out in Iowa. I may know where the body of a dead <laughs> child is in Iowa. <laughs> I know this from psychic powers. Yeah. Do you want to drive with me? Yeah, and he does it. But that, oh, I, I, that like road trip between the two of them was, I loved it. <clears throat> I loved every second of it. And it was just really tense when they actually arrive at the burial site. And, uh, you know, they're like digging and we know that the body's there, but you know, when they, when we, they like 
not after not very long, you know, like shallow grave, shallow grave. They they find this the the body. They find like the foot first or the hand first, and then they find the face, and then like they're like throwing they're up and barfing. Oh yeah, there's a lot of barfing. And I, I loved what he said. He was like, you know, if if you're um, if you're if you're wrong about this, then my friend's a total psycho, total nutcase. But I can work with that because if you're right, <laughs> I loved when Ewan McGregor just cuts and he's like, it's so much worse. That's yeah, like, yeah. So beautiful play between the yeah. two of them. Uh, one of the other huge dynamics I thought in the movie was between Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Rose, and uh, the young girl. The uh, try I wrote her name down. Kylie Curran. Curran. I don't, I don't yeah. know, but it was. It's the new girl. She yeah. she's like the new Danny. She has a really powerful shine. Yes. And the villains in this movie don't really talk about what they are. It's like a band of um, hunters who require steam. Or Steam. it's like a purified shine. Like they they have the ability ability to scare the shine out of you if you have the gift, and uh, they can they can contain it. They're they're vaping people basically. Yeah. <laughs> vaping they're, humans. They're vaping humans, and but they they specifically target children. Uh, so that in itself was very uncomfortable because it was very unsettling. You know, you had that whole like, you know, it's it's ten o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? That yeah. whole like eighties scare where kids were being abducted and people started paying attention to that sort of thing. Yeah, and it does start out in the eighties, alongside right around the alongside of the original Shining. Yep. Uh, so, but and they, you know, they show an abduction of this girl, and they 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 vape her. No, but but between Rose, who's a grown woman and an accomplished, experienced actor, and this young girl, who I don't think she's done anything. No, I she held her right. own against yeah. uh, Rebecca Ferguson, and I don't know if it's because she's a pretty good actor or a very good actor and mature for her age, or if Rebecca Ferguson's just so talented. She was able to carry it in a way. I thought you were going to say she was just as bad as a new child actor. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is a... No, I don't. That's a, that's a way Because I actually wrote down that I thought Rebecca Ferguson's Rose is one of the more compelling villains of 2019. It sh- it showed a lot of range for her. That's for I mean, she... Because she's kind of an ambiguous hero in the the uh, Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. There's a... There's a you're not quite sure is she good is she bad right. through throughout a lot of it but def- she's definitively a, an antagonist a villain in this and yeah. she did a really great job with she, it yeah she she's the leader of this group uh, that I guess they just sort of found one another recruit they they show a scene where they actually recruit a new young girl named Snakebite Andy yeah Annie I don't know she's this young like 15 year old girl and you know there's this really cool scene where they're in a they're in a, like a late night screening of a old movie Casablanca yes yeah, what what it is that this older guy is like targeting like he's he's like a pedophile basically yeah, he's propositioning a 15 year old he's girl. propositioning a 15 year old and you know she displays this you know unique ability to kind of persuade people to do what she says and you know she would say like sleep i'm like is this where dr sleep came from you know like because they you know before you even really learn what really yeah. dr sleep came from so, you know, he, he, you know, she puts him to sleep and she like takes like a knife and like cuts like little slits in his cheek. They're supposed to represent a snake bite. And, you know, so like she, she instantly like is a pretty, pretty formidable villain. Yeah. Has power. She's comfortable with them. She uses them for, it, it's kind of, it's a mix. It's like, okay, kind of good. As the movie plays dark. out, it she, she's just a very angry teenager yeah. who uh, despises men. Yes. And uh, she'll, she 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 lets herself be baited. Like, she lets herself be baited. She, she entraps. It's really entrapment. 
you know, this guy deserves it. He's a piece of shit, no doubt. But uh, so, yeah, they, they catch her in action. They're like, oh, we could use her. We could definitely use somebody like her. And she does. She comes in like really handy, uh, you know, abducting baseball boy. Yes. Uh, which is, uh, I don't know if we'll get into that just yet, but yeah, <laughs> that scene. That uh, but, ball of fun. So what did you think of the crew? I think they played, used, uh, visually they used the group well. I mean, mm-hmm. in that in that first that first confrontation with the little girl, Violet, you yeah. know, just that mm-hmm. cutting back and forth mixed with the, the, uh, the yeah, score. Yeah, you just hear like somebody stepping on some sticks or something yeah. and she'd look back because they're in the woods and like one like, guy boom, would be Somebody's there. there and then, oh, three people are there. So they, they <clears> used, <throat> And they're all just blankly staring. Yeah. As they were used very aptly in that respect. Um I don't think uh, even at two and a half hours long, I don't think there was a lot of time that they could have spared for you to get to know the individual members with any more. There were like seven or eight of them. They really only showed, they really only featured Crow Daddy. Yep. He was a third relationship. The relationship between he and Rebecca Ferguson was also interesting. I thought they seemed to be, they, they were like a family, but there seemed to be a little bit more between them. Like they were yeah. like maybe had a history or something. Yeah, they they alluded to a deeper kind of relationship, but never really um I, I liked that they didn't make that a focal point because I feel like it would have taken away from what they were doing as a collective. Sure. But it was it added a layer of mystery to a group you were already curious about. I don't know how these guys assembled. I don't know where they came from. I don't know how they got to know each other. Right. So you're purposely left in the dark, but you you're not like I need to know this for this movie to make sense. You're like, it worked. There was, <clears throat> I just talked about snake bite Andy. There was Jerry, the chunk. Yeah. Or Gary, the chunk. I, it might've been Gary. He, he was just like the sleaze. He was a honestly. Douche. Yeah. He, he was like the Danny McBride of like yeah. the, this is the end. Yeah. That type. Cause you, you, all of the characters from this is the end. Like none of them are like pure and good. Cause obviously they didn't get taken up to heaven. They all had like their faults, but they also had, you know, good things about him. Like Danny McBride's character was just pure trash. He was just, yeah. This just guy, like, you know, there, there was, there was a little bit of, um, uh, sympathy. There was a little bit of sympathy almost between some of the characters, some of the family members. And maybe it was just cause like the way that they kind of carried themselves as a family. Yeah. And they're really just doing this cause they need to survive. Yeah. Uh, they're like vampires really. That's about the long and short. It was like they they need to feed on the blood or or steam of uh, others to to live forever. Yeah, and if they don't get it, then they weaken. And uh, we turn it turns out that these you know this family has been together a long time. They they lived for quite some time because Grandma Flick, not Grandma Grandpa Flick, <laughs> the Lurch, Lurch. When he was dying at that one point, uh, and Rebecca Ferguson was like comforting and telling him, you know, like you're not scared, you were there for like the Roman Empire and like the fall of the Roman Empire. Like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, that's a long what? time. That wasn't like you know last week. No, <laughs> that was a while ago, guys. Yeah. So he and he he looked old as fuck too. Yeah. But, um. How did when they died? What did you think of that? Uh, it was, it was one of those where. Um, I, I liked, I liked that there was still, you know, cause they have this kind of mysterious, magical kind of, um, aura about them yeah. because they've been living as long as they have. Sure. But I liked that there was still a humanness and in, in that 
it wasn't there wasn't a part of the plot that were like how do we kill these things they they've been alive for centuries oh, like, it turns out they're very easily easy to yeah, kill you can kill them super easy just <laughs> you can shoot them and uh, all you got to do is like get two guys two gunmen two guys with hunting rifles one of which is probably fairly inexperienced right <laughs> just i i was i was shocked by how easily they were all killed it's like oh hey let's they just didn't even like try them. to fan out or anything they were both like behind the same tree they're like hey let's hide behind these two trees <laughs> right next to each other uh but anyways that, that's another I like yeah. that that was a weak part of the story i thought really uh it, they set them up as just like pure evil because of the the scene with baseball boy like they they actually show because uh, with the little girl um, Violet, you see them. Uh, you know she, she they gain her trust, and then she's she's caught. She knows she's in a bad way. Yeah, and then it cuts away. Really, like they all rush her and grab her, but yeah, that's the end of the scene. There's an intensity to that moment, <clears throat> but it's a moment. But like, with <sighs> this other one, and I, the, there's mm. a couple of reasons why I guess they did it. Like reason number one, it was such a violent, horrific, visceral mo- scene. Uh, that it caused the um, Abra, the girl with the shine. Yeah, it was so powerful that from across the country she felt it. Yeah, like Yoda or some shit, and uh, she saw what was going on. And uh, you know, like so they they, they uh, like that was part of the story, I guess, like a way to get her involved in this. Yeah, and that makes sense. But what I was telling you in the uh, after we saw, we were talking for a few minutes. I was like, I think they did that just to try and set up how formidable and scary they were, because they they showed like the full damn on like everything. They the van pulling up and that was they, hard they, to they watch. get the kid in the van and then you know they they taking him they they tie him down like to stakes and he's like yeah. completely like spread apart. Uh, and then you know like the Rebecca Ferguson character, the the Rose character, she comes up, and uh, he's like begging for his life and hey, shit. And he's like wearing him. his little baseball baseball yeah. uniform and shit. And uh, he's like, "Are you gonna hurt me?" And she's like, "Yes." Yeah, it was. It was. Like, oh uh, yeah. And and then you know they they friggin' show, uh, per, like lingering shots of just like them. You're, you're stuck they're there, killing this little boy, and he's like screaming, and yeah. they're vaping him as they're doing it, but. You know, we were like, is that necessary? Is that I I if if I wasn't at the theater first first of all, if I was at home, I probably would have stopped watching. Yeah, I think I'm I was like, sorry. I think this movie's done. Like I can't I don't I mean, I was really enjoying the movie up to this point, but it was just too intense for me. I don't there's one thing I cannot handle and it's violence against children. It, yeah, that that made it all the more. We made it through. <laughs> We uh, carried on. And and the rest of the movie was very, very good. Yeah. So um, I do want to watch it again because I love so much. Like, we both had talked. Like, yeah. you know, we've seen The Shinings num- a number of times. Yeah. It's a really enjoyable movie to watch. This, for that one scene, because of that scene, or just the shadiness of abducting kids in general, that would have been enough to make me like, oh, yeah. God, here's the scene, you know, where the little girl gets kidnapped. Uh, but at least they don't show anything gratuitous but yeah that's so like that that goes on for what seems like forever so you, warning like if you're if, if that kind of thing triggers you yeah uh, it's just know that that's gonna happen and they don't they don't pull away much like no i mean you're you're not you're not watching her actually stab the kid but you hear right you see kind well, of there, the, you see the blood. you see the precursor to like i'm gonna stab this kid again right. and then you hear 
I mean, and it lingers. Squishing. It yeah. lingers on this shot where you just you see the kid. And he's screaming and there's blood, and it is. I mean, like I think it's. I think there's a part two. I was evaluating him. Thing is like just his dads, where you're like, oh you know, yeah. Think, I mean, uh. kids in general, like I'm the same way. It's like you just hurting kids is like now nah, that's one of those uh, like can't really get this movie would have been fine without it it really would have i i think i think it's i think it's one of those like if if um i i understand from a director standpoint from a uh from a film standpoint from a cinema standpoint we're like okay this this really you know it 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 feels like one of those devices like an i am legend where everybody's like why did he have to kill the dog oh yeah if he doesn't kill the dog there's no third act of this movie right it doesn't go anywhere right right. it's like if we don't have this you know, the intensity of the scene, we don't involve Abra in this whole thing. Right, right, right. And that's where, you know, that's where those all is leading to. But it's one of those, like, it's it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have yeah. to be like, oh, well, if we're going to involve her, we need to show you this horrific scene where you can really imagine a child being tortured in the middle of nowhere. I think we both could, we could have cut that movie, yeah. you know, to, to in such a way where you could have you've gotten all those points across without showing as much as they did. You because even even after the fact, it was like in, in a David Fincher esque kind of way. If you had if you had taken that scene, even if you have that dialogue, because it was it was hard even just having him be in there and he's yeah. you know writhing around, he's screaming and he just you know it's like oh that's hard enough. Mm, yeah, it was like if you, even if you need to get that dialogue where it's like you know is it you know where she's whatever she says or you know it's gonna I'm gonna hurt you. Yeah. I was like, I felt like if you had taken that and then if you would have had that kind of initial, if you had cut out to kind of a bird's eye view of it, seeing the, the circle of all of their vehicles, the lights on. Right, right. <clears throat> Which was a really stunning shot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, this this movie is beautifully shot. Uh, but man, God. Uh, there's there's ways I think you could have handled this scene or you still would have had the intensity, but you wouldn't have been as volatile in execution, I think. I was reading little tidbits on uh, IMDb, as you do, you know. And uh, the actor who played Baseball Boy, who was the main character in Wonder, the little... Jacob like, Tremblay. Yeah, who played uh, uh, Augie in Wonder. And he'd been in some other things, too. I think. He's in Good Boys, which just came out yeah, on Yeah, he's in Good Boys. He was so good in that scene, so yeah. so intense when he was deli- like when he was playing that scene out, that um, the some of the actors got really freaked out. Like Rebecca Ferguson her she couldn't do her lines. I could I could see that. So he he really threw himself into it. He's he's I think he's somebody to watch cuz oh, he's yeah. he's been in a few things and yeah. he's really shown some some real chops. Without question, he's somebody to, he's, to I think watch. He's going to go some places. Um so anyway, move, so moving past that business, I just didn't like it. I really enjoyed how they used some the, – the, I like how their use of lookalike actors to uh, – because, you know, the, the movie, it actually takes place in the early 80s. Yeah, it starts out. Right after, basically, the events of The Shining. And, uh, you know, they, they had new filmed um, shots, like in The Overlook. And then, they, and then there was the uh, – gosh, I really, really, really enjoyed – his way of coping with the monsters yep. that were following him still from the hotel. Yep. Uh, I, I, the the imagery of the box <clears throat> yeah. that he would kind of like, you know, like there was the the girl and the woman, the decayed woman from yeah. room two thirty seven in the bathtub. You know, he's 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 like he wouldn't speak. He he was unable yeah. to speak for all, pretty much months after those events. And uh, the the woman who was like playing the Shelley Duvall character, his mother. You know, she's just trying to hold it together. 
and uh, they're living in this apartment and you know so they is you know it's a small place so like he's looking down the hall in the from the kitchen you know like and he sees the like the woman's just sitting in the tub with like the curtain back yeah. just a bit and just just staring and that's unnerving like that was it, really it was, it was a great shot because it really was it was like and i felt like the, i felt like they were very purposeful in a lot of those shots mm-hmm. in paying homage to yeah the shining because there were a lot of well those. the makeup was perfect yeah like that that was dead on uh wasn't cg or anything like that it was all makeup and prosthetics uh, but but he he was paid a visit to the uh, Dick Halloran character who was previously played by uh, Scatman Crothers, and I just wanted to say that this is Carl Lumbly's. Yeah, he he was fantastic. He did he did a great job reprising that role. I, I've heard instances where like you know for example, um, can't think of who who the, who, who played. Um, uh, Marty McFly's dad in Back to the Future. Uh, oh, Crispin Glover. Yes, thank you, Crispin Glover. So when they did Back to the Future 2, they hired an actor who guy. basically did a Crispin Glover. And uh, he did it so convincingly that I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, if you're not paying attention. Yeah, if you're really not paying attention. Like, he looks like him, and he was delivering all the lines the same way, and I think they put a nose prosthetic on him to make him look even more like him. And But, <clears throat> so, like, you're, it's kind of sketchy territory because Scatman Crothers has been dead for a number of years. Yeah, he was 70 when they made that. And movie. this is this guy is he he looks a lot like him. You know, they they did his makeup and stuff to kind of make him look like the sunken in features a bit like him. And uh so he he pays Danny a visit as a child and uh you know this great discussion. Um uh, and he he you know, like he 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 like introduces the idea of this box. The box, yeah. Yeah, and in his little box, lock was, box. Yeah, oh, lock box, as Al Gore would say, lock box. Lock box. Um, anyways, this is a little device to help him to you know take charge of these monsters. And uh, again, that scene where you know they're they're watching a movie, Danny and his mom, and uh, he, he just like gets up, walks out. Walks down the hallway. We've got that perspective from, you know, that kitchen shot again. And he just walks down the hallway. The the woman from 237 is in the tub again. And uh, he just walks in, turns around, closes the door behind him. That was, like, intense, man. I love that. That was one of my favorite shots of the whole film. It, it, was, it was great. That it, It's like watching that scene felt so perfect uh, as a follow-up to uh, The Shining. Yeah. I mean, as I was telling you before, too, it's like there are certain movies that are made after the fact, directed by, you know, someone who wasn't a, like, because Kubrick did Space Odyssey. Yep. Uh, 2001. And then they made a sequel years later that he didn't have anything to do with. But, yeah. yeah. You, know, you didn't blaze any trails or anything. He, Kubrick was very meticulous in how he, I mean, that was what he was known for, was doing a ridiculous number of shots of the same scene over and over and over. So he was very meticulous in getting exactly what he wanted. So for somebody to follow in his footsteps, that's why it's such a tall order. Cause like it's, it's easy to be um, a little bit more complacent when you're like, okay, you know, nowadays like, Oh, we got to think of the budget restraints. We got, how are we going to do this? How are we going to yeah. do that? Like, yeah, that's good enough. Well, that was never Kubrick's way. So right. when you're making a sequel to it, it's, it's, that's something I felt like they really took into consideration. But they didn't like really try to reboot like Hal or anything. Like they just continued on with yeah. the, the concept of the monolith. Yep. You know, like the monolith is very fascinating. So like they just kind of continued forward with that. And the sequel doesn't make the other one any worse. It just enhances it. Kind of like Rogue One enhanced Star Wars A New Hope. Yep. 
it's, and I feel like this movie really enhances. Uh, like I would love to watch these movies back to back. Back to back, yeah. I think they would be an excellent movie. Like double looks, you know, like maybe maybe go to the bathroom or something for that one scene. Skip ahead. Yeah, a scene. <laughs> it's about halfway through the movie, maybe yeah. a little bit further than halfway, and it's a long movie. It's pretty yeah, lengthy. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Uh, I did not feel it. I, no. I was enjoying all of it. It's a very slow paced, slow burn movie, which I always enjoy if done right. Um, the you know the, they had the the score, the familiar that was know, score, which they worked in very well. Yep, thought that was great. They didn't use it a bunch. No, just when it was appropriate. And uh, I guess I guess the last thing note that I had is I really enjoyed how you knew the Overlook Hotel was going to be in the movie. You you knew it. But because they showed it in the trailer, yeah. but you, they they don't use the overlook until the final act. I I really loved that rather than just allowing it to be a familiar place, a familiar visual that they incorporated it and it felt like a character in the movie. Yeah, like waking it up. Even that, like, yeah, that line yeah. was like, I'm gonna I gonna go inside and wake it up. Right. Oh, that was so that was one of my favorite lines in the movie. It's like, it I'm gonna go wake it up, and it's right. like. And just as he goes room by room, the lights just one by one, they come on or like, that was such a, he walks in he goes, wakey, wakey. Yeah. It's like (laughs) that whole business was just great. You really felt the, the tension. Um, cause he, he found that mechanism, the boxes, like he, he'd locked away all the monsters, like every single one of them from the hotel, you know, the, the butler and, uh, just all of them. There were, there were several of them all from the original movie. And, uh, know in their boxes <laughs> shaking they were like coffins really because yeah. they had to fit a human being and uh he walks in and he his plan was to use them to to kill uh and i love i love the whole like are we in her brain is she in hers yes. you know like that whole thing was really cool um because they they use the hedge maze very yes. effectively um and uh, i i like too that the uh, young girl there was a little bit of grayness with her yeah um She's presented very upbeat, very happy. Her family is totally normal. Uh, they know something's up with her because they showed that. They had yeah. that one scene early in the movie where like, she made the spoons like yep. stick to the ceiling. Uh, so they, they knew she was uh, gifted. And she was conscientious of like not using her gift too much because she'd be afraid that they would send her away or be too afraid of her. Yeah. Uh, and they, they even – it was implement, it was, uh, it was inferred that the mother was using her gift – Two to kind of see whether because like she was talking about going to see her yeah. mom because she was ill. Yeah, and she had a little throwaway scene like you know is she going to make it this time? Yeah. Uh, so a very interesting relationship between <clears throat> the parents of of Abra. Um, but anyway, um, so but what I thought was interesting was like she she seems so powerful. It was like Ray from yeah. Star Wars. Like she seemed to be grasping the Force a little too easily. Yeah. Uh, and and Abra. You know, she's communicating with Danny and, uh, you know, Danny was like the, you know, like he had the, you know, the strongest shine of, you know, at least, um, Carruthers yeah. he had ever seen, had ever seen, not seen, uh, <laughs> I seen it. He could have seen it. He could have seen it. it. but you know, this girl is like even more powerful than Danny. Yeah, that, like that scene in the, um, the grocery store when oh, she was trying to was sneak That was really good. And she just, psh, that it, was I, I loved all of that. The, and that's why I really enjoyed the dynamic between her 
and uh, you know Rebecca Ferguson's. They there was this cat and mouse between them. Yeah. You know where you know she was floating over the city in that like weird kind of dreamy state because she yeah. would she would kind of meditate on top of uh, her RV and then she lifted up out of the scene. She was because she was tracking her. Yep. I liked that. And she got in. Yeah, she thought she was over her. Like, she, she's kind of cocky herself. She's like, ah, I found you. And uh, she sets up a trap. The girl sets up a trap. I her. really liked that whole device. <coughs> I liked that. Because that's one of those things a lot of times in, in movies you'll get where it's like somebody gets overly confident in their abilities, especially when you're talking about a protagonist. You're like, yeah. oh, ha, ha. well, they're going to get smacked down a notch because they got to have this big final confrontation. Yeah. And I liked it. It felt like, the, I mean, like there were times where you, you she showed her vulnerability where it's like, ah, you yeah. know, um, <clears throat> when she gets kidnapped by um, uh, Crow Daddy. Crow Daddy. Yeah. It's like, it, it wasn't that she was just like, she's, she's as formidable as she, because she's 12. Well, yeah, because Crow Daddy was like, I got some tricks. Yeah. Know? I got some tricks of my own. <laughs> it was, it was nice because you're like, okay, you know, Rose the Hat, obviously, you know, she's, she's the leader of this group. She underestimated her greatly. And but. I thought, I thought that the, the, the play with that was really nice because mm-hmm. it was like, okay, no, she's, you know, she's twelve. She's a kid mm-hmm. because you've like you've had all these other kids that they've gone after. It's like she's different. Yeah, Abra's different. Oh, and she's, I like the part where there's like, is she somebody? Is she somebody we eat or somebody we turn? Yeah, they're like, what do we do with her? Because she's that powerful. Right, like, right. How do we interpret this? So interesting. So yeah. interesting. Which is why I want to read the book. Like, I feel like there's a lot of really juicy little details that are going to get in. Like that, I, mean, I could dig into, but I'm I'm just really afraid of how much. Of the child stuff yeah. is going to be, you know, because Stephen King, that's just kind of what he does, man. He, is, he doesn't, yeah, is, he doesn't pull, he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't show any reservation whatsoever. Is the risk, risk versus reward there. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Because um, I, I was, uh, I, the two things I know we talk about, the one is like, okay, what is the significance of those kind of like the cathed- the mental cathedral? Yeah, the, that was cool. I feel like that's something. Because she saw her little book. filing cabinet. Yeah. And she's like, you know, sweetie, my mind's a cathedral. Yeah, I'm just like, I know. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. And so even just cool. that, even just that, that physical transformation she did, where like her face was almost like blurred over. Yeah, she was like an anime she, character. She had like the something. blue hair. It's like yeah. it reminded me of the posters that were on her wall. Yeah, of, like, yeah. The heroes I think that's that, what it was inspired. Yeah, and I was from. like, okay, that's cool. I like that. This cool. I like yeah. that thing. It was like that. hit, like Hit Girl from yeah. uh, Kick Ass. Yeah, like she's young, but like she's really formidable. Yeah, she she is not to be fucked with. No, she was not. <laughs> Um, so I really enjoyed but that. The, there was this gray area where was in, when they were in the hedge maze and, uh, you know, she's like cutting her and doing all this stuff. And then she catches her that one time and she's like, I was you, you know, I was just like you, you know, and you, you were, it was like a real Darth Vader, like Luke Wall yeah. Skywalker moment. Yeah. It was really like, was. join me, you know, like, <laughs> Uh, Cause like you, you could easily see her get tipped one way or another, and I guess because like her family is good and she's grown up in this, she's you know this safe, happy environment. Yeah. Like maybe not, and you know like she finds her uncle, you know Dan, uncle Dan, he, you know like kind of takes her out as a mentor. And I, I really enjoyed the whole like conversation between the, yeah. the the chalkboard. Really cool stuff. It was. <clears throat> uh, anything that else that you would. Um, to talk about or <clears throat> overall thoughts or feelings no, I, I, themes I, that you know <laughs> I liked um, I liked the way that they brought that full circle with when 
because it was it was very much a, a passing of the torch from Danny to Abra, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, there's not a next iteration of the story. But you, it yeah. almost it leaves you feeling like I would be okay with one. Um, it doesn't close the door on one. But I liked that. I liked that visual. Going back to what you're talking about with Danny when he was a boy and walks down the hall, that yeah. same uh, that mirrored that same where you know, her mom calls, "Hey, coming for dinner?" Is like, "I'll be there in right. just a second. Right. She goes same thing down the hallway. Woman in the tub shuts the door like yeah. i'm gonna knowing because danny had that whole interaction yes. with uh with uh uh halloran right about learning how to do the boxes it's like okay because when he dies and now he's kind of her mentor in that same capacity like hey i'm kind of this and ghost. i like how he wasn't like quick like he wasn't a hero at first yeah. he's kind of reluctant yes and uh halloran um shows up one more time to tell him like hey you know like i helped you I've been on the hook, for, yeah. you know, for all this. I've been time. doing this for a long yeah, time, it's like, brother. You, you have to help her. It's like you have to. It's time for you to pay. This is it your forward, responsibility. You know? yeah, yeah, you you need to to help this girl. So I really enjoyed that. How like you know he was just perfectly fine with saying like, run and hide. Don't use your gift. Yeah, you know, lay low and hope they don't find you. Yep. And uh, and he, he of course realized like I, this is not the right thing to do because like they would catch up yeah. with her eventually. It's like shine on, shine bright. It's yeah, like, I really dug that. Yes. Um, so you know what? What would you rate the movie? I, I I give it I give it an official seven and a quarter out of ten. That's seven and a quarter. Seven seven point two five. I'm <clears> very <throat> comfortable with that. That's that's a pretty good rating. Um, I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a little bit higher. I want to go seven point seven five. Ooh, very nice. And it would, yeah. of course, get a, it would have gotten a full point higher if it just weren't for the one scene. Yeah, I, I'd have gone higher if I. Uh, it if, it hurts the movie for me. I it don't does. think it's necessary, uh, especially how you know the way the way thing like once it ends, the way things end, you you realize more and more. It's like that that was just gratuitous. It was it was too over the top. I get what you were trying to do. You pushed too hard. If you'd restrained yourself a little bit. The it, payoff at the end wasn't worth no. what you put us nope. through as, as the viewer. Nope. So, and I'm surprised that that's not being talked about a bit more. You yeah. Know, like that came as a total shock to me. Yeah. I had not. I mean, I, I of had all the things like Joker that people like pick it. Oh my gosh. And you know, in the streets, there's like, so much violence. Yeah. And, and it just goes to show that if it's not like a big property, like people don't care. No, you know, cause this movie's, Way more disturbing than the joke. Yeah. And nobody said a word. Not a no. peep. So what the hell, man? WTF. W- WTF. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> Never heard that before. That's great. Uh, so yeah, I, I would give it, I'm going to give it a 7.75 just because I really give it a lot of credit for adding to the story. Uh, it's, it's a worthy sequel. Um, a lot of fascinating uh, ideas in this movie. And, uh, I, I would, I don't, I doubt there's going to, because like, it's one of the only, uh, sequels officially that Stephen King's ever done with one of his, you know, books or whatever. He, he doesn't do sequels. No, it wasn't, it wasn't received well. It hasn't made a lot of money. I, I I wouldn't imagine they would plumb that universe a a third time. Um, I could see him. Oh, I'm sure they're very disappointed. Yeah. I could see him at some point. Just for the heck of it, if you want to, because I mean they're compelling characters, and and it is left out there where it's like, you know, I mean honestly, when did uh, he? I'm assuming The Shining came out sometime in the 70s. 
because um, it was oh the ma- book yeah I, I it's good I don't know I would imagine it was coming because the film came out in 1980 so right I, right I, right 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 I would imagine sometime in the 70s sometime so I was like 70s, okay yeah. if the sequel didn't come out for what 40 years yeah there's the possibility that you he could write another one at some point he could if he wanted to but I, I feel like he probably he, got it out of his system yeah he doesn't need to but it would be interesting to revisit Abra some point down the road yeah. i liked i liked her as a character i don't I, see it happening but i did enjoy <clears throat> her I, i'm I'll, I'll be interested to uh see what roles she picks in the future yeah because <clears throat> i i really thought she was very capable very um she held her own and she, I, being we've on, seen some really crummy yeah. child actors uh she she was not crummy no. <laughs> all right well that's so that's, that's our spoiler review of spoilers. dr sleep uh, it it'll probably be out before you know it on a you know video before you know it. Yeah, right now it's out right now. It's out right now. You're watching it <laughs> in real. You're watching it in picture to picture with our yeah. podcast and the big picture in Doctor Sleep Smoke. Real time. Real time.